Greetings. Good morning. What time is it anyway? Is it six something? Yes. It's like 6.43 where I'm at. Anyway, let's get right to Now let's have an introduction. Yeah, I went to bed real early, had some great sleep. Woke up fat, dumb, and happy. So it's a good day. My son and I are going to go shooting. Yeah, around these... He says he's going to get here around 10 o'clock with a let us pray. He's notoriously late for things, you know, but whatever. It's fine. We're going to get, going to have, you know, some time to spend together, go shooting, um, just have a really, a really good time together. Anyway, yes. Okay. This, yeah, I don't really have an introduction, so let's just get to it. I am going to, ah, uh, mm. Explain many things to you. Yeah, it's not that bland. Hang in there. I'm actually going to teach you. Um, well, I'm going to teach you the method of people who are dishonest. I'm going to teach you their techniques. I'm going to teach you how to deal with it if you choose to. And I'm going to probably, in the end, suggest you not waste your time. <clears throat> However, for those times when it's better for you to make a statement, which means you're with other people um, and the truth needs to be set straight. Like they say in those Western movies, we're going to set things right kind of a thing. Then I would suggest you make your statement because <clears throat> these people are, are experts at making statements. And sometimes the language is so, oh, so convoluted that, <sighs> Sorry for the yawning. Sometimes their message is so empty of substance in logic. Simple minds eat that stuff for breakfast. The simple minds, they assume it's important, significant, and of value because they don't understand it. That's common. That's pretty much human nature anyway. People assume because they don't understand what the person is saying or because it seems so difficult to work through that it must be true and it, it's just something so significant oh. that only certain people can truly understand it. That's one of the reason, reasons that people on the left use statements, uh, make statements, um, bring arguments that seems so freaking ridiculous to, to a person with common sense. It's like Kamala Harris. It's word salad, really. That's it's a tossed world word salad, tossed word salad. Um, and people who in in the know know it's just BS. Um, people around here know that she's doing that on purpose. Well, she's that's her anyway, but she's doing it. On a for a purpose, I should say. Not so much she's doing it on purpose. <sighs> Excuse me again, because that's just who she is. That's her. She is so corrupt that her corrupt behavior and lies over the years have caused her to become the kind of person that explains things um, in the manner she does, which makes absolutely no sense. It, it's nonsensical. Okay. Now here's the thing. Let me make a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a statement. Actually, I'm gonna. Well, I'm just gonna tell you what I think, and I think it. Well, I think. I think. Therefore, I yawn.
you know, I think this is probably one of the most effective tools for an amateur, and, you know, like yourself. I'm assuming you're an amateur. I know some of you are because I've dealt with you. Um, for amateurs, this is probably the single most important thing to remember, though it applies to everybody. To an amateur, this is probably, like I said, the single most important thing you need to remember. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. The burden of proof is with them. If they want to know if it's true, they need to discover if it's true. Because that's how the process of realization goes. You can't prove anything to anybody. So when somebody says, prove it to me, you're wasting your time. It is impossible to prove anything to anybody. That's, it's, it really is. They only accept the truth of something if they're willing to accept it. So whether it's true or false, if they're willing to accept it, it becomes their truth. Even though truth is independent of falsehoods, the truth is, if something is true and the person accepts it as true, it's true to them. Now it's true in its, you know, the entity is true. Whatever it is, you know, like the sky looks looks blue. That's the truth. The sky is blue. Oh. Excuse me again. Okay, if someone says the sky is blue, that's false. It really is. But if the person says the sky looks blue, that is true because it does look blue. Um, so those are truths. But the thing to remember is if something is false and somebody accepts it as truth, that does not make it truth. It's still false. It just becomes their truth. Uh, there's a there's a wonderful Seinfeld episode where Jerry is going to have to take a lie detector test. And he talks to his friend George, and it's not me, just the same name, but he talks to his friend George, who, and he's telling him, he's, oh, yeah, I'm worried I've got to take this lie detector test. I don't know if I'm going to pass. Well, he has good reason to say that. Lie detector tests are unreliable. People have been accused of lying when they told the truth, and people who lied were were found, or, or you know, they said they found them to be telling the truth. So here you have a liar uh, who's being examined, and you know, that's lie detector technician says he told the truth, and you have somebody sitting there telling the truth, and the lie detector technician says he's lying. So lie detectors are not reliable determiners of somebody telling the truth. So anyway, so Jerry is telling George, I got to take this lie detector test and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm worried. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pass. This is what George says to Jerry. And this is so true. He says, remember, Jerry, it isn't a lie if you believe it's the truth. Yeah. So basically, George is saying it can be a lie, but if you believe it's the truth, you'll pilot, you'll pass the lie detector test. Many people in our, day, in our day, that is how they conduct themselves. Even if it's a lie, and they know it's a lie, they tell them, they say to themselves, well, it might be a lie, but to me it's the truth. So they try to sidestep, and, they, and it's, you cannot sidestep justice. You can't. Um, you may get away with it here. But at some point in time, you're going to have to account 
for everything, every, and then all of us, we're all going to have to account for what we have thought, said, and done. Those are the three things that we're going to have to account for. Um, so what happens is when, when a person, well, we can talk about a lot of things. Let's talk about abortion because that was recently um, overturned in the Supreme Court. Now, what's the statement that is false? That uh, abortion is murder. That's false. Abortion is a medical procedure which can be classified as murder in certain cases. But abortion is also a medical procedure that's necessary in certain cases, and it's not murder. Life of the mother. It's necessary to perform abortion to save the life of a mother. That is not murder. It's killing, but it's not murder, and there is a difference. Um, an abortion... Uh, for a person who is a victim of rape or incest, incest, that is a medical procedure. That is killing the baby, but it's not murder because of the reason, the intent for the abortion. The intent is very important. Um, there's a third case. There's three case. Oh, viability of the baby. So the woman is pregnant, and they determine the baby is not going to live um, – it's got too many medical problems, deformities or whatever – they know the baby is not going to live. It's just going to suffer. That is a medical procedure. That is killing the baby, but it's not murdering the baby. Yeah. Those are the three cases where abortion should be considered legal in every state. And where is it? Because it's necessary and the intent is to, to uh, assist the, the living person in two cases and the baby in the third case, because if the baby's not going to survive, it's really psychologically damaging to a mother to deliver a baby that's not going to live. And then there's there's always the risk of her health giving the baby, if the baby dies inside. There's a lot of things that have to be considered. So in those three cases, abortion is a medical procedure. Calling abortion health care is just bizarrely wrong. Uh, As you can say, it's inaccurate or something. It's it's morally wrong, and depending on how it's being um, said and and presented, it's criminally false. It's a lie. Now now we're going to go to the part where I tell you how to deal with people like that. One thing you got to remember, and it's not just leftists. It's people on the right, too. It's people in general has nothing to do with uh, a a political party or a religious institution or or college, academia. It has nothing to do with institutions. It all has to do with individuals. And that is individuals who know something is a lie and are willing to knowingly lie always make statements. They don't answer yes and no questions. The second characteristic is they usually attack the person by trying to embarrass them or trying to make their argument, make their argument false or saying that, and it's always an emotional appeal. I'll just cut through it. They'll attack the person asking the questions with emotion, emotional appeals, accusations, uh, ridicule, um, 
they'll start and the and the final one is they will ask the person asking questions they'll ask them questions so they don't answer yes and no for instance if if i said is it because infanticide is the killing of a baby infant so in infant means the baby inside is death so um infanticide is killing a baby so if i were to say to someone do you know what infanticide is and let's say they say they don't so they say well no i, I don't what does it mean it means the killing of a baby so like if a woman has a baby and the baby is born from the time the baby's born till till the time it's not a baby anymore the longest baby um, killing that baby is wrong. If they said, "Well, you know, um, I don't, I don't know if you can really say something like that because you know the mother, it's, the mother has the right to choose, and it is a baby, implying it's not a human because it's only a baby." I've heard this argument. Believe it or not, I've heard it. They won't say yes or no. Yes, and okay, let me tell you how it works in the legal process. Less, if you were to say yes or no, those are definitive statements. And the only, uh, when you hear a yes or a no, the only thing that you can conclude is in agreement or disagreement. That's what yes and no means legally. You're agreeing or you're not agreeing with whatever question, like that question. If, if she said yes, that means she agrees that a baby should be, can be killed, legally should be able to be killed after it's born. If she said no, that means she doesn't agree with that. That's how yes and no are very definitive and very clear on their accepting or rejecting of the question or whatever the question, the body of the question. So they won't say yes or no because they don't want you to know, yes, I'm in favor of killing babies. Yes, I'm in, a, I'm in favor of late-term abortions. Yes, I'm in favor with teaching six-year-olds about sex, having drag queens dance, whatever it is that they know is wrong. But for every reason, they're saying it's not wrong or it's not a lie because it's my truth, because that's the defense. That's how they're able, that's how those types of people are able to transcend the gulf between truth and a lie, is they say, it's my truth. Now, they won't say that to openly to you. They don't do stuff like that. They might say, oh, it's what I believe, but belief and truth are separate. So you have to understand words. You have to understand the meaning of the words and the intent on, uh, of how the words are being used to truly understand what a person is saying. So when a person, if a person says, well, it's my truth, then they're admitting that whether it's true or false, it's their truth. It's, it's, to them, it's true whether it's true or false. That's what it's my truth means. But if they water it down, which is it's my belief, then they're leaving themselves the loophole of excuse of you know of excusing themselves from being in the wrong or being able for for you to pinpoint their you know their guilt or whatever whatever it is you're trying to prove whether they have a knowledge of it being true or false whether they they're guilty whatever it is saying i believe automatically excuses them um from responsibility or just because it's what they believe they're not claiming it's true or false 
They're just saying that's what they believe. And that's why that defense, well, that's what I believe, or, you know, well, I believe they make these statements. It's my belief. Those, those are preemptive statements to excuse themselves from responsibility of something. Now, this is where you come in. I've already told you you can't prove anything to anybody. And if you believe that, it's much easier. If, you, if you're struggling with that, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's so obvious to me. I don't understand how people would have to be told and then go, go think about it or meditate on it. It's true. You cannot prove anything to anybody. The very act of saying, I'm going to prove to them, what you're saying is I'm going to compel them to believe what I want them to believe. Well, you can't. In con compelling people to do things is wrong anyway, but you can't make them. Uh, you can't. So if you believe that you cannot prove anything to them, that they have to discover the truth for themselves, that's one hurdle you just uh, jumped over. Major hurdle, as a matter of fact. The second thing is, is if you realize when you begin to talk to them, if they immediately be, answer you with statements, whether they're, you know, prescribed statements, something, you know, that they have, you know, rehearsed in their mind to deal with people like you. When you ask a question about abortion or gay marriage or transgender or whatever, they already have preformed statements. So they just rehearse what they have been told or what they've listened to. Um, then you know immediately that you're dealing with someone who's not going to answer your questions yes and no. Now you can, I say test the waters because sometimes people are not so um, in their, in their thoughts and their beliefs. They're, they're not so established sometimes. And if they are a person who is just being acted upon or persuaded, influenced, um, but they're good people, they're, they're honest people. Sometimes you can break through that shield that, that they've established for themselves. And when they hear truth, they respond to it. When they hear logic and reason, they start thinking, and then they say, well, yeah, it is a baby. Um, yeah, if infanticide is killing babies and a woman gives birth and the baby comes out, that's, an, that's a baby, that's an infant. Yeah, killing that, yeah, killing would be wrong. See, they work through it. Now, they were told by the, whoever was trying to influence or, or persuade them, they were led to believe that there was no difference if moments before the birth you aborted the baby or moments after the birth you killed the baby. So whoever it is who's trying to persuade them or influence them is clouding their mind, making them feel guilty for even considering there might be a difference. So they've stopped them from thinking and really working it out logically and rationally. But you, you come along and you present your argument. And then you, like I said, you say to them, well, isn't there a difference if the baby's still inside of the mother moments before birth and you perform abortion? Isn't there a difference between that and then when the baby is actually born and comes out and then they kill it? Is, isn't there a big difference? Isn't one abortion and one is murder? And when, like I said, when they think it through and reason out, you're going to find these people thinking, Oh, absolutely. That's a baby. The baby is out breathing on its own. Yeah, think it think it through. Now the baby's crying. Yeah. 
and all of a sudden they realize how wrong they were to to believe that a woman who delivered her baby had the right to kill that baby if she wanted to. Yeah, that's the type of thing you have to do. Now, most people I've dealt with are not that type of a person. They're not really truth seekers. For whatever reason, they have their, their beliefs, their thoughts, and they stick to the script. The, and you will go, you'll get nowhere with them. Um, they will not answer your questions yes or no. They will attack you, accuse you, belittle you. They'll give you endless, mindless statements. Some are very articulate, though. Be careful. Some, some will, will work on you to, to cause you to question what you believe. That's, that BS doesn't work with me. <laughs> it just doesn't. But they try um, on a variety of subjects. Um, I, I think that this is me. Now, you can stand there and you can do what I, like I said, you know, you can challenge them. Uh, you can you can do everything I said, knowing you can't prove anything to them. You can try to take their argument apart, you know, by the Socratic method of asking questions. Um, you can present your own argument. You can, do, you can do all. The only time you should stand for truth is if there are other people who need to hear the truth. And that means anybody, if there's one person who's advocating for something you know is false, there's no reason to believe the other people around them or around you support um, what this one person is saying. That's when you make your statements of truth. And you don't do it to, to try to convince the person um, or prove to them anything you just say um, whatever your statement is. You make your statement and say, if it's truthful, you say this is the truth. And I've even gone so far as to say to people, well, it doesn't matter what you say because what you're saying isn't true. And if it is the truth, it has no value. So even though you may believe that, it's not true, so it has no value. And that... <laughs> You be careful saying stuff like that. <laughs> you better be ready for kicks and freaking ace because sometimes people will get physical when you challenge them like that. Typically, this is what I choose to do. I just tell them, well, you can believe anything you want, right? And sometimes they'll say, yeah, you're right. I can believe whatever I want. And I'll say, and this is, this is where I usually close it out. And that's what you're doing now. That's by way to tell other people. That's my subtle way of suggesting to everybody else that, one, this person isn't telling the truth, and, two, this person doesn't care that they're not telling the truth. Most people pick up on it, uh, except the person doing the statements. They think they've won. But you'd be surprised how many people standing around there will look down to the left They'll cast their eyes down because they just realize that what I said was true. And they will better understand that what the person is doing is wrong. They might not speak up and say anything, but you just made them aware of the truth. You know, that it, it doesn't matter what they say if it isn't true. And they don't care that what they're saying isn't true. They, they don't care. At least a person of conscience, if you told them, for instance, if you said, 
if somebody said, okay, well, what's the speed of light? And a person said, um, I believe it's 100,000 miles an hour. Well, it's not. It's 183. It was 186,000. Um, what is it? Miles per second? I think it's 186,000 miles per second, if I remember right. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Um, yes, that's that's a light year. The speed of light travels 186,000 miles per second. That's the speed of light. Now, the person said, I believe, maybe they weren't saying it to be dishonest. They were just saying what they remembered it to be. So if you correct them and say, no, it's, it's 186,000 miles per second. Really? You sure? Yeah. What do you do? You say, well, let's look it up. People of truth will be willing to look at the sources that you, where you have found your information. To So if you say the speed of light is 186,000 um, you know, miles per second, they're willing to look up and and see. So you can always go to uh, the internet. Usually, I, uh, libraries are still the best source. They're slow, but they're better because um, you can pull a book on astronomy and find it, or physics and stuff. And they will see that source, and they'll realize that they were wrong because you see the science book and it tells you 186,000 miles per second, and they go. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I'm wrong. I thought it was 100,000. That's a truth-seeking person. That's an honest person. Um, but a dishonest person, they're not willing to look for sources, not willing to, to see some standard of truth. They're not. They don't want to risk that they're wrong, and they want the weight of their message to go forth, whether it's right or it's wrong. That's just how it is. Now, my suggestion to you, and this is the one I would say, if you encounter these types of people, don't waste your time debating them. I, I have people on Instagram always want to debate me and prove stuff to them, and I just say to hell with them. I don't do it. It's better in a group setting to make your statement and then drop it. Don't continue the once you have made your statement and the conversation. And like I got, I did that once where they made their statement, I challenged them, then I made my statement. And I, and I was getting, I started to walk away and they said, oh, what's the matter? You can't handle it. You know, you don't want to talk anymore. And I said, I turned around and I said, I think everything that has been said, I don't know what more we could add to it. And then I turned and walked away. And it was true. That's exactly how I felt. This is a waste of time. That was a polite way of saying talking to you is a waste of time. Learn that too. Learn how to communicate without saying uh, the exact words. It's more diplomatic. I would suggest this. Make your statement if it's in a group or close out the conversation if it's a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Just close it out. Just say, well, I, you know, you believe what you believe, and I, you know, I believe what I believe, and I don't think there's anything more to say about it. Typically, they'll take that as you are weak. And that you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to lose. I hear that one all the time, too, and I'm just shaking my head. At my age, I'm afraid of losing. But they'll say that, oh, so you don't want to lose, huh? That has nothing to do with winning or losing. And that's what I usually tell them. It has nothing to do with winning or losing. Because there's no value to continuing. There's no value in continuing the conversation. That's it. 
all right, thanks, take care. And then I walk away and I refuse to stop and talk to them. I won't stop and talk to them, won't engage to them. I'll just keep walking away from them. And if they keep talking and challenging me, I just ignore them. And I'm very good at ignoring people. You can ask my wife in the next life. Um, I'm not going to fight and argue with you and contend with you and holler and swear. I don't do stuff like that. If you want to have a real discussion and work things out and try to, you know, express your beliefs and I express mine and we work through it and we see if there's any common ground, we look, we go to sources, we look, we look for the facts. We do all that stuff. And even after all that, if we still hold on to our previous positions, that's fine with me. I don't care. Because if that's what you really believe, that's what you really believe. And I'm not trying to prove anything to you. I'm trying to present things to you for your consideration in determining whether it's true or whether it's false. That's it. That's all I'm trying to do. It's not a competition. It's not a battle. It's not a mission. It's a simple, you know, it's dialogue between two people who have differing opinions and beliefs. That's all it is. If you try to make it anything more than that, I won't participate. So if you try to make it a pissing contest, as they call, as they call it, or if you try to turn it into some debate, I don't debate people. Or if you try to use it as a weapon, well, I'm not going to participate. And it's not because I'm afraid. It's because you're boring the piss out of me. And I bore very easily. And if you, those are the types of methods or techniques you've got to use you're going to bore me instantly. And when I'm bored, I don't want to participate, you know, in all things. If I get bored with you, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to be involved with you. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to hear your name. I don't want to see you. I want nothing to do with you. That's how bad it is if I get bored with a person or a thing. Um, I give things away when I get bored. I got bored with a ring of mine recently. just gave it to my son. Told him he could have it. Yeah, it was a really nice gold ring with three blue sapphires. He loves it. I was tired of it. I was done with it. Yeah. Things only have value to you that have value to you. So no matter what it is, if, if it does not have value to you, it's worthless. All right. That's it. That's all you're going to get. It's been 30 minutes. I'm just over 30, so I got to go. All right. Bye.